Have you seen that video of the guy in like um, Jamaica? And it's the Kakumba song. Kakumba. Kakumba. And he tells you everything to do with a cucumber. Put it in your vitamin water. <laughs> Excuse me. Vitamin water. It's Kukumba. so good. Kakumba. I'll play it for you later. Everybody look at the Kakumba video. It's oh, man. a riot. It's a riot of a good time. Hi, I'm hi. Tiffany. Oh, hi, I'm Brittany. And you just interrupted us uh, having a little chit chat here. Just a total <laughs> chit chat. At what point? Yeah, I'm like, at what point are we on? You know, I, we'll just, I'll figure it out when we put this together. That's your problem. Yeah. Not mine. <laughs> um, I'm, yes, I am Tiffany. I did already you are, say that. You are, yes. You're still Brittany. I am. And this is, what the hell? Episode... 13. 13. Dun, 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 dun. Dirty 13. Yeah. And it's about to be Friday the 13th tomorrow. It really is. So does that mean that we're supposed to, you know, like um, hotels skip level 13? They do. Some do. Yeah. Do they Most all? do. Oh, really? I, 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 I can't even remember the last time I was in a hotel that said like you're on the 13th floor. They don't do that. Oh. They go from like 12, 12 to 14. 14. Or they go from like 12 to this is the roof. Like R. Like yeah. I definitely judge them. I yeah. cannot believe that an entire industry. An entire industry. Yeah. Just won't put a button in there. Yeah. They just won't name it. <laughs> yeah. What it is. Like just you name can't. name it a, a letter. Just be exactly. like. It's this. You can't change the name. Yeah. And act like it changes its identity. It just feels weird. It feels weird to be like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14. Yeah, plausible deniability. Yeah. And then I'm going to be in there with my kid, my very uh, rational and very logical child. Yes. Who's going to ask, why don't they have a 13? And I'm going to have to explain that they're stupid. <laughs> it's called super stupid, yeah. not superstition. They're yeah. super stupid. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Cool. cool. So, uh, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I've been on a little bit of a hiatus from work, and as much as I've appreciated the time off, I am bored as hell, <laughs> so I'm ready to go back and yeah. just be around some adults and not yeah. just by myself, but I've binge-watched the hell out of some TV, so... Totally. Um, it's important. It's been great. You have to find the time. I have. Played some video games. Very so good. I'm... I'm definitely not bored in the sense of, like, have nothing to do, but I feel a little guilty about it. Yeah, like, are you feeling a little, like, purposeless? A little bit. I'm, like, needing somebody to tell me I'm doing a good job. You're like, doing just... a good job, Brittany. <laughs> I think you're doing a good job. You've, well, the thing is, you have not been not busy. You've been doing this. Yeah, yeah. You've been parenting. True. Full-time job. Yeah. Uh, You know, no, all nice the things. Break. Yeah. But How yeah. are you doing? Uh, oh, I'm just good. Yeah. Good and fine. Yeah. Good and fine. I mean, I it's rainy season in LA. Not my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm going to have rain, I need it to be like hurricane force winds. Like I need <laughs> lightning. Extreme. Yeah. I need lightning and the thunder. Thunder is what I need. Thunder. Yep. Thunder. You yep. picked up what I was putting thunder. down. That's what I need. And so this gloomy uh, rain, not my jam. And also because on the street that I live on. Wow. This is uh, suburbia problems. <laughs> the street that I live on, I have to get in my car on the street from the passenger side in order to get in because the way that my street sits, LA has no drainage. Oh. So it creates such like a river on my street that I can't go on that side to my side. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. I didn't think about that. Your street doesn't do the same thing I noticed. Yeah. Not as bad. Yeah. Mine creates like it goes past my car Mm -hmm. to get into it. So, you know, acrobatics getting into my car and I'm just like getting too old for my body to like bend in those ways Mm -hmm. so I gotta like theragun my body tonight yeah yeah (laughs) at least with the rain the one thing I am looking forward to is in like a few weeks from now it's gonna be real green on the mountains that's true because it gets it's so brown and like gross most of the year I mean I love having the mountains but then it's Rocky. like this vibrant green that we get just for a little bit, and then it's it'll so go nice. Away. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like that until it burns away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like no. oh, this was great for three, two months, and then you're dry as hell, and then you get burned to to black. We just don't even get a nice little Back in to between. Black. Yeah, I know. But you know, things are good. I I thought I was gonna have two weeks to myself. 
Oh, yes. But because uh, my boyfriend was supposed to go overseas for mm-hmm. a music tour. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't happen. He came home. They flew to New York, did a show there, came back. And um, I'm not home alone for two weeks. I'm, you know, I'm happy he's home. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. But like the self-care that was going to happen over the next mm. two weeks and like the things I was going to do to my yard. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like. And now you're missing the rainy season. No, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. Well, yeah. But people are like, you can still do all those things. I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to as much. Yeah. Like you find, like you want to do certain things when you know you're going to be alone. Mm-hmm. And then when you are with someone, you're like, no, we want to just lay in bed and let's mm-hmm. play video games together. <laughs> you know, like, can we play <laughs> Tetris? So for the, yeah. Like, can we play Tetris endlessly? So um, instead of doing yard work, we play Tetris. Play Tetris. That's very cute. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, things are good. It's yeah. just um, my two weeks are not looking like I thought they were going to look because yeah. of the coronavirus. Yes. Yeah, that is apparently ruining the world right now. <laughs> I know. I this won't You won't hear this until... Okay, well, today's the 12th. So it'll be next week, Wednesday, whatever day that is. I can't do math right now. <laughs> but today, it feels like the world is ending. So Well, people are certainly acting like it is. It is, yes. Tom Hanks is shut up with his wife Rita in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like diving into the top three without me. I know. I was to. just gonna say. I was like, <laughs> I don't have to do that. We can talk about it in a little. No, bit. it's fine. It's fine. We just we miss you, Tom. Yeah. Um. This week we're talking about mm-hmm. apologizing to ourselves. Interesting. Thanks, Brittany. Appreciate that. It is. Hey, uh, I am interested because I think we're going to have different takes on, on this. So. Oh, good. Okay. Well, some, some same and some maybe not same. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it, that's our way. Stay tuned. A, yeah, stay tuned. A little a little one side, a little the other. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's a different conversation from talking about, you know, people have these things, you know, now that you're older, what would you go back and say to your younger self? Mm-hmm. But I think that's a bit of a different conversation or a pivot from the idea of what would you apologize to yourself for yeah I agree I agree I think yeah yeah yeah. so that's what I wanted to talk about this week because you know especially in the last few years I've um, gotten to a place where I've learned about self parenting Mm -hmm. like you get to a certain age and it's like oh we have all these childhood wounds and these family wounds and things and what are the wounds that we have that need to be healed Mm -hmm. and now that we're not in a active place of being parented anymore you have to like self-parent yourself you know you have to take care of yourself the way that maybe your parents did or did not you got to fill in the gaps for them and like love on yourself in a way that you maybe didn't get growing up yeah that's a concept I'd never even had been introduced to I haven't heard the term self-parenting but I think that's interesting welcome to my therapy (laughs) yeah no I I've you know you hear self-care self-care but that's interesting but self-parenting is I think trying to help heal the wounds that you were brought up with yeah you know the things that happened to you when you were a kid that need healing and so this concept came across I can't even remember where I heard this from recently but I heard somebody talking about you know there's one thing about going back and telling yourself all the things that you wish you had known. There's another thing to go back to yourself and say, I'm sorry that I did this to you. I'm sorry that this happened to you. And I'm sorry that I didn't take care of you in the ways that you should have been taken care of. Yeah. And I just thought that was a really, it's a power, I think it's a powerful concept. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think when we initially talked about talking about this topic, um, my my gut reaction was thinking that you first were intending the first thing you said. Yeah. Which is, you know, talking things you wish you had known as sure. a child. But then when I really actually read the question and like was thinking about the topic, I'm like, oh, this is a very different way of looking at this topic as it's usually talked about. I think my biggest struggle with this question is if we're just diving in there is I think part of me feels like do I should I apologize when really it made me who I am today the good and the bad Mm -hmm. but then also looking at apologizing and realizing it doesn't mean it was bad it's also just trying to acknowledge and recognize what happened back then or whenever yeah because there's like there's my gut reaction that wants to be like no you know I am who I am and I don't need to apologize for the choices I made but at the same time, like, that's also not being true to how I actually feel about a lot of things in my past. Well, I hadn't even thought of it from that perspective at all. So you are saying we are who we are and, like, all of those things made us who we are. Yes. But mm-hmm. does that mean that we are the best versions of who we could possibly be at this point in time? My personal answer would be no. I think there's plenty of things I could have done differently that would have made me a better version of me now than I am now. 
Yeah, I, I guess, to be honest, I don't know. Because then that, to me, that's like a ripple effect. Is like, okay, if I had gone down this path, then it's this. I think it's similar to our, the conversation we had when we talked about marriage. And I remember saying something about, with Curtis, you know, talking about regret. And me saying, yeah. like, I regret getting married super young. But that doesn't mean I regret getting married to Curtis. So there's mm-hmm. things that I think... Or I, regret being married now. Being married now. Sorry, being married now. Yeah. yeah. I might apologize for not pushing to pursue some of my passions as a kid, like things like dance and music, things like that. But then I, part of me goes, if I did pursue that, would that then mean and trickle into, would I not have ended up with Curtis? I like, I go into this whole thing and maybe I don't need to look at it that way. It's like this very long, to me, like the butterfly effect. Oh, it's a complete butterfly effect. Yeah. That's exactly what was in my brain. Yeah. I think that's true, but like, okay, so there's two things about the butterfly effect. I like to give things numbers and then I don't always follow through. So I'm going to say there's a thing about the butterfly effect and there's then three things. There. there might be one more or more than one more. With the butterfly effect, so say you had, when you were younger, pursued dance mm-hmm. and that means that it took you down all these paths where you didn't end up with Curtis, which would mean that you don't have the kids you have now and all mm-hmm. these things that you love that are part of who you are Mm -hmm. you wouldn't know no I know you that's what I'm saying you wouldn't know that those things but then that means I wouldn't want to necessarily apologize for that because then that may have changed but I feel like this is why I think it's two different things we're talking about which is why I'm trying to clarify I think to apologize does that mean that you feel like the wrong decision was made or you apologize because I think I think you're bad for the I don't yeah I think you're apologizing for mistreatment Okay. Not necessarily that you did the right or wrong thing, but was it handled the right or wrong way? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I make think sense. it's a thing of I hated it when I was a kid. I hated it, but my mom would always say, "It's not what you said; it's how you said it. It's your tone of voice." Sure. She said that all the time. It's your tone of voice. It's your tone of voice. And I'm like, interesting, because it's your tone of voice, mom. <laughs> um, but I identify with that as a parent, where it's <sighs> like, I mean, I say that, that all the time, and I'm like, but yeah. you sound so mean. Yeah. But I think you can say, I mean, literally, what we're talking about. I'll just say Beckett because it's, <laughs> That's his name. it's fine. <laughs> well, I was going to say one of my kids, but yeah. Beckett, and I will say gets it from me myself, has had a, has a hard time apologizing. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's, he's almost seven. He's turning seven in like two weeks. But he will say sorry. He actually will be quick to say sorry, but it'll be like, sorry. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. flippant. Yeah. It's, it's not genuine. So I do think there's something to that. So yeah, it's a little bit of semantics, but a little bit. But I think semantics is like again, what were we talking about? I don't know if we were talking about on the podcast recently or in person. That I don't necessarily think an ultimatum is mm. a negative thing. We talk about ultimatums like yeah. they're so negative. Yeah, I don't necessarily think semantics is so negative. No, I don't think it is either. It has you know? a bad rap because it has like, a bad oh, rap. Semantics, but yeah. exactly, it's like oh, that's a way of just talking around things. It's like no, but the way you say things and how you're, you know, it matters. Yeah, those things matter. But I do think that it can be about not being the right or wrong thing, but just how it was handled. Yes. Again, to go back to that. Yeah. I think, you know, a big thing, at least in my life, is with friends when they're hard on themselves and things like that. I think to myself, and I do this with myself too, but I think to myself about what they're doing, you would never say that to a friend. You would never... Like what they're saying about themselves. What they're saying to themselves. Sure, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You would never say those things to a friend. You have to treat yourself like a friend. Yeah. And that's only something I've come to the conclusion on the last few years. Yeah. You definitely don't think about... You don't have that self-awareness as a kid. And so I think that's more what I'm talking about. Which I think that's a much... I think that's clear because I think that I... You could take it and think it's almost like here's my list of regrets as I'm... opposed to just having grace and wanting to tell that little girl or teenage girl or college age girl yeah just to have more grace for yourself the girl like last month yeah exactly you know that's more what I'm talking about totally I think that's great and I yeah and I think again on the like self-parenting thing I was probably seven or eight years old the first time that my mom ever came to me and told me that she needed to apologize for something seven or eight and that but, I remember. But, you rem- but I was going to yeah. say, but you remember this. Yeah, because it was so significant. My mom, and as far as I can, can remember, remember. Yeah. had never been apologized to by my mom. And I remember her coming to me after, and I don't even remember what had happened. Mm-hmm. I just remember that it was volatile. I do remember whatever the situation was, 
that I felt like her reaction to it was unfair. Mm. And later she came to me and sat down with me on my bunk bed. And she said to me, um, I think it's important that you understand something. You know, this is my memory. She basically said something like, I feel like it's important for you to know that sometimes parents have to apologize too. Mm -hmm. And she told me she was sorry for how she reacted to whatever that thing was. And I, it was a profound thing for me because for one, I felt really justified. Yeah. <laughs> like my little self was like, I didn't even know a parent could apologize or should apologize or would apologize because mm-hmm. it did not have happened to me before. And I think the point I'm getting at is that now that I'm at a certain age that I am with the self-parenting thing, I have to look back on my life and say there are times when I should have apologized to myself in the moment growing up, mm-hmm. didn't have the self-awareness to do it. Um, but now I'm aware of that and I feel like I need to take the time to look at my younger self and say, I didn't handle this the best way that I could have to me. And these are the ways that I could have done it better. And I am going to strive to do it better in the future. Yeah. If that makes sense. It makes so much sense. And I think, although I know we have kind of a more specific topic of apologizing to our younger selves, I do think like what you just said as the example with your mom, with apologizing, I think apologizing in general, I mean, that's its own topic but I think it's just so important to be able to do that in our life like in general it's it's a hard thing to do it's a hard thing like I don't actually know and mom and dad if you listen to this again (laughs) don't remember but like for me apologizing has always been hard in my relationship with Curtis and I think with my kids what's funny is for some reason it was something that I very naturally did very early on and a lot I feel like this sounds like boastful to say but like people have commented on and been like oh that's great you do that or like Curtis and I have talked about how that's important to us but for a little while I was trying to understand like why I felt like I really needed to do that and I think looking back it's probably the same reason that you just talked about which is I don't know that I saw that very much growing up and Mm -hmm. trying to just show I think it just shows like your humanness and just realizing that like right just because we're 33 does not mean we have our shit figured out. I think that's huge because I remember being a little kid and thinking, oh, adults are to be revered to the point that like almost like royalty mm. in a certain way. Sure. Where yeah. there's this just utmost reverence and respect and also seeing flaws in adults mm-hmm. and seeing them mistreat things and mishandle things. You got to remember kids have brains. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they're, they're super perceptive. They're them. so perceptive. Yeah. And just even remembering yourself, like take a minute to think about yourself as a kid and all the memories you have and the way that things made you feel. And I can just remember having the wherewithal to say that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. that you can behave this way, but I can't. Yeah. And I have to apologize for it as a kid, but you're not apologizing for it as an adult. Exactly. So when my mom did that that time, it was really profound. Yeah. And I remember almost, I don't know if it's a memory that came later, but in in developing that memory, I can recall thinking to myself, I want to do that when I grow up. Yeah. Which I think is what you're describing is that, you know, it can go one way. You do what you saw or you do the opposite of what you saw. Yeah. And in that scenario it's something you weren't accustomed to and you did it a lot to maybe make up for how you felt or something well and I think sometimes I think maybe I probably saw things that weren't apologized for but also maybe I didn't see their true selves because they were always putting on this like have it together sort of front as a parent sure and then like the bad stuff maybe or not bad stuff but like the real stuff was happening behind closed doors so that we didn't witness like the fighting or whatever and now with the kids, not that we're trying to be like, this is just who we are, but it's like, you know, I am human and I make mistakes and I've yelled at the kids and I've gotten super frustrated and I can't expect them. They're going to, they're, their biggest, they I feel like I'm going their, their <laughs> biggest example is not what I tell them to do, but like who I am and what I do. So if I'm not doing that, even though, yeah, I yelled at them or yeah, I got super impatient with them. I think it's the more important thing to just go like, look, I messed up too. Mm-hmm. Not that it justifies the action, but I don't know. For me, it doesn't that's... justify. It just humanizes yeah, it. Yeah, It doesn't take away that like it should have happened or shouldn't have happened. It just goes, oh, well, maybe it does take away that it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. It's just saying this was handled this way. It could have been handled better. Yeah. And I think that's what this 
conversation is about in general Mm -hmm. is what are the things when I look back on my life that I could have talked to younger Tiffany and said I could have handled that better and I should have handled it better and I'm sorry that I didn't yeah I feel like I have a lot of them I was gonna say well why don't you tell me (laughs) a couple of your like what's some significant ones or just just like maybe on the lighter side of things with it all is I am really sorry to my younger self about how I've handled money oh girl preach Honestly, yeah, I'm really sorry. And the thing is, I I know better. That's how I feel too. Yeah, but, but do we though? Like, there's a part of me that like I I do know better. But by the time I knew better, I was already in a bad place. No, I think I knew better before I was in the bad place. Okay. I, don't, I really do. I feel a little bit like I knew better, but then was put in a situation where I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? Right. I think that's what it is. Is for me at least, it was I know better, and I will figure it out later. Yeah. That's true. That's I think probably I, more accurate to what yeah. I did too. Just like I'm young and this won't be forever and I will figure it out later, but family history dies hard and debt has been a part of my family history my whole life mm-hmm. and before their lives and before them. And they say when you know better, you can do better. You can do better, but will you do better? And I didn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I definitely, I mean, listen, Brittany, when I was a little girl, I was very into piggy banks. Mm. I still am. Love a piggy bank. <laughs> Do you have your own little piggy bank now? I have a piggy bank that I've had since I was like six years old. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. And I'm always really scared it'll get broken. Yeah. Because it's just so old. Yeah. Um, but I love it. It's so cute. It's an actual piggy. Yeah. And she has little like flowers what color on her. Is she? I was going to say. Well, she's white, but she has purple and green flowers Aww. like painted on her. And there's actually a really cute story behind that. Don't want to brag about it though. So I guess I won't tell you. You for can now. tell me. Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> So it was Don't Christmas, arm, but okay, yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. Um, because I didn't know I should be proud of this until I was older, and now I'm old enough to be like, yeah, girl, you did good. So I went to uh, probably my first white elephant ever. I would have been six or seven years old. Yeah, and I went with my best for little friend Kelly. I had two best friends when I was little: Kelly and Becky and Tiffany, all of our Y names, and we were like the three musketeers. So I went to a white elephant with my friend Kelly and her mom. It was like her mom's work friends or something like that, and it was a huge huge group yeah huge like there were probably 40 or 50 people playing this white elephant and um there was this piggy bank being passed around like in this white elephant all night and I had already said I was like I love it I had already said I was like oh I can't wait to get that piggy bank and then partway through Kelly started wanting the piggy bank Mm. so I got the piggy bank but I gave it to her look at you I know look how selfless you were I know (laughs) So I gave it to her. I gave her the piggy bank. And I remember it being like a profound moment too where she was so happy. And I think that may be the beginning of how much I love gift giving. Mm. Kelly was so happy. And I could not have been happier. Yeah. Like I wasn't jealous. I mean, there was that little inkling of like, oh, I really wanted it. Yeah. But I gave it to her when I got it in the white elephant and she was so happy. And then um, a few days later, her mom had gone out and found the same one and got it for me. That's so cute. I know. So I've had this... Like I, I treasure this little treasure box ever since then. Wow. And I've never forgotten. I remember it so well. So anyway, I would save my money like crazy, Brittany, mm-hmm. and I would put it in my piggy bank. And then once a month, I would create like a money ledger. I, I still have it somewhere. I'm telling you, it's at my parents' house in Lakeland. I would like write out, this is how I would do it. Biggest bill to lowest and biggest like, um, uh, like what are they called? Coin? <laughs> oh, coin. I thought you were going to be like tied. No. Biggest. Like, oh, like quarter? Wait for it. Biggest coin to least coin. And I would rate how many I had of each. So if I had like a $20 bill, one $20 bill, three $5 bills, seven $1 bills. And I would like write it all out. And then I would total it up at the bottom. And then I would figure out my tithe. And then I would figure out my savings. And then I would figure out how much I could spend every single month. And this is oh, with yeah, like. Oh, girl. You knew. You knew, I knew what you were doing. That's a thing. I've always known. Yeah, I didn't. I, I have. I've never known how to budget or do any of that. I've always known and somehow I screwed it up. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm 33 and I am dealing with substantial financial situations. I always knew better and I didn't do better. And I just absolutely feel like I owe younger me an apology for ending up where I am now. Yeah. But that kind of makes sense how you're saying an apology of going, she knew better, but now you're not in the place you assumed she would be. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the financial part for me is very much like a, I feel like the word debt was like drilled into me to not have that. So to be honest, 
And I'm, I am unaware of, I knew we didn't have a lot of money growing up. That was always the feeling of like, you know, just barely making it through the month. But I don't know if my parents were in a, a lot of debt. I actually kind of have the assumption that they weren't. I think it was more of like we just lived paycheck to paycheck and the dream didn't even use like a <laughs> debt free of- with paycheck to paycheck is the dream. Yeah, no, I know. At this point, I'm like that is the dream. Um, but I again, I can't speak for them because I honestly don't know. I just remember it being really tight all the time. But I think that's a gift too, is to not have that awareness as a child. I don't know that a child should have. Should yeah. Have that awareness. Well, I was very aware, you know, as missionaries, they got paid on a certain day of the month, every month. And, you know, and I've never been in that situation where it's like a month by month thing where you get one paycheck. So I feel like because of the way we grew up, there's this part of me that's like, no, I don't want it to be that way for me in terms of just like struggling. But I think that has gone the opposite way for me where it's like, because I don't want to struggle, then I make bad decisions mm. where I should say no, because like financially... I should take that money and pay off school loans or should, should t- take that extra money and do something else with it. But instead, I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy right. it because we didn't do that growing up. And so, right. but now that has hurt us because like, I don't feel like we've ever used our money and been frivolous with it. It's just been that we haven't been disciplined with it, which one might say is the same thing. It, it probably is. And that's probably why we are where we are. Yeah, it's totally been a choice of feeling like, oh, we got to this place in life. And now we don't want to go back or we've gone back several times and done the sacrificing and it feels like no matter what, it just still doesn't quite get better. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, well, I just want to enjoy things. It's like, it's cyclical. Yeah, it is very cyclical. As soon yeah. as you feel like you're not drowning anymore, then it's like, oh, and now it's another season. I'm like, right. when is this ever going to end? And part of me is like, maybe it doesn't. It goes on forever and, and then you die. And then you die. And part of me is like... That is incentive to not care that much. Exactly. On some level, it's like you want to enjoy life while you're living it. So I don't know. I I think about that quite a lot is that you do it all and then you die. Yeah. I think at the the end of the day, a lot of these things I feel like I don't, I have a hard time with because we are going to die at the end of the day. But as we're trying to improve ourselves, as we attempt to do the older we get and and have a little more self-care and self-awareness, I think something for me looking back is it more pertains to being probably a mom. I mean, a woman, probably number one, but also being a mom. Um, I would say sorry for not listening to myself more when I was unhappy being a stay-at-home mom. I think this topic, when you first brought it up, I was thinking more like little girl. But, you know, if we're just reflecting back on our younger self, for me, you know, I became a mom nine years ago. And I think for a very long time, I was very set in the way of this is what we do and we just power through and I honestly as women sorry men for you that are listening to this but as women I feel like we were brought up and taught to just you just power through you power on you figure it out and you put others before yourself not that men don't do that but it's very inherently we are the caretakers yeah and I think for myself as the younger mom that I was I think I was not happy for a very long time not I wasn't unhappy being a mom. I was unhappy being only a mom. And I say Mm -hmm. that very hesitantly because I know maybe you're listening to this and you're a stay-at-home mom. And I think that's amazing. And I was that for four years. But I was very unhappy and didn't realize it for a very long time. It wasn't until it got bad that I took action. And I think that's a really personal thing, though, too. Like you said, it's that's may not be true for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And nor should it be. But it was true for you. It was that there was a lot more you wanted or not more a lot different you wanted to do in addition to. Yeah. And I think for me, a lot of these topics we talk about is trying to stay true to who we are as people currently. And I think I wasn't being honest with myself with who I felt like I needed to be. I feel like yeah. I was pretending, not pretending. I feel like I just, I, I feel like someone went, now you're in this role. And I'm like, okay, now I'm playing this role yep. and I'm going to try to kick ass at it. But in the meantime, I was like, part, part of me, I say this again, delicately, because I feel like it's a sensitive topic, but I was dying inside. Like part of me had shriveled up and died. I was like a little raisin that had been sucked dry. And I was like, who is mm. Brittany? Who is, you know, and I think that part for me, I would go back and be like, girl, like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You just need to pick things up and decide to do something for yourself and it's okay. And everybody's yeah. going to be okay. 
and I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I can see it. And I'm like, don't cry, don't cry. No, it's okay. Why am I crying? It's okay. Because you're feeling, because you're taught, like your younger self is responding, <laughs> I think, to this moment, I think yep. is what's happening. Wow, I think this is the first time I've actually fully cried. But oh. sorry, no sorry. Not sorry, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Has no, you're sorry to younger you. You're not sorry <laughs> right now at all. I agree. Yes. You're acknowledging it and like wow. honoring it. Okay, we're getting real here. <laughs> we are getting real here. I think that's huge. Yeah, I think that's huge. But the thing is, at some point, you did listen to yourself. Yeah, it wasn't I did. immediate, and totally. it wasn't in the like. At the end, coming towards the end of the, those four years, yeah. you, you, I think you, in some way, whether it was, this is a very overt thing we're doing right now, apologizing to our younger yeah. selves, but on some level, it's like what you were doing in that moment was going, yeah. you know, apologizing, yeah, like, I'm sorry I haven't listened to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to listen change. now. I'm listening now. Yeah. Move forward. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah, I like that you, you knew. I was like, she can tell I'm getting emotional. I don't want to say anything until you did. Your <laughs> eyes welled up way before your like, voice did. I was like, yeah. No, I'm not gonna break. I'm not gonna break. <laughs> There's no breaking. <laughs> no, it's no, not breaking. I know what you mean. Anyways, yeah. So, what's another one for you? What else would you about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, deflection. Oh man, I feel like I have a lot. I think another one for me would be. I think I would apologize to my younger self for stifling my own creativity. Yeah. I think I knew, I didn't know, I, I, like, I was always a creative kid. I was a performer, through and through a performer, Mm -hmm. and I loved it, and I loved, like, the spotlight and all these things, and as I got older, I became really comfortable with supporting other people's spotlight yeah and I still am yeah I think it's interesting that that. that's something you identified with because since I've since I've known you for a decade I would not identify that as something I would know about you which part that that I was a performer yeah really no I wouldn't oh I feel like you would like if any I would expect and this is fine but I would expect I would think that you would have seen that more than most people well yeah I, I feel like are you a performer? 100%, which is why I'm like, you should be doing stand-up. Right, no, things I, like that. I, I, no, I yeah, recognize yeah. it. What I more mean is like, I recognize it, but in terms of something you actively do, oh, yeah. that's not something I ever witnessed. So I yeah. only hear stories about it as opposed to like totally. it being a part of your life. Well, I think there are things, you know, I believed what people told me and I believed my environment. So I went to a performing arts high school and – you got to be a star to get in. And then once you're in, nobody's a star except for who the teachers say is a star. Yeah. And it's a lot like being on um, a sports team in a way where there are yeah. those few people where like it takes the team, right? But like there's those few people who get the attention from the coach yeah. and they get the roles and they get, you know, the attention outside of the classroom and all these things. And I wasn't one of those mm-hmm. who got that kind of attention. And some people fight against that and rise above it and go beyond what Mm -hmm. is expected of them and the role that they're put into. And some people become a wallflower like I did. And I said, oh, it's not me. So it must really not be me. Yeah. You know, I ended up in a relationship where it's funny because actually in the high school years, we met in high school, my ex-husband and I, and we went to that performing arts high school together. And during those years in high school, um, he was not treated like a star during that mm. time, but he was. Yeah. Like he was so talented and everybody knew how talented he was, but on some level he didn't get that like attention from the, um, casting directors and yeah. the teachers and all these people. Um, but he was always so talented. So once we left that environment and came out here and all those things, I was so happy to like support his yeah his dream and dream yeah. and his light and all those things and I think it's that thing too I do think there's some element of like single white male which I guess he wasn't single but like he found a way to be white male <laughs> <laughs> there's that dark sense of humor guys that white male thing where it's like of course they can yeah of course he can yeah and I don't I don't think I ever felt that way for myself yeah. Was the performer and you, did you have an idea of something you wanted to do? Acting. 
Yeah. Oh, I knew. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to be an actor forever. So Tiffany for year 33 is going to go on all the auditions? No. <laughs> like, I don't, it's not that I want that anymore. No, I know. I, yeah. Um, and even then, I don't know that that's exactly what I wanted and no, but I think that I just like to, well, I'm getting to a place now where I'm in another relationship where he's a performer too, but in a different way. And I love supporting that. But I also, for instance, at work, we put on a lot of events and I've fallen into this role of being like a panel moderator yeah. for these events. I freaking love it. I love it. I love seeing you do that. Well, thanks, but I yeah. love it. I just love the You're riffing. You're meant to be out, the... uh, out there in front of people. Sure, I do. And I love just com- like what we're doing now. I love conversations and these things. And um, it was something that for a long time I never would have allowed myself to do. And if I could go back mm-hmm. and apologize to younger me, I would say to myself, I think I would say, I'm sorry that you don't think that you're good enough to do what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, and I think that speaks to so many things of our past because so there's many so many things where you're like, I, I think that's on my list of thinking you're not good enough just in general. Yeah. Of thinking, you know, I mean, as long as you've known me, I've talked about music and yeah. there's been little blips where I've done like little mini things at church or like side little get togethers with friends, but I still have that same thing where I'm like, no, oh, you're just not good enough. Or why, like, why bother? Why? I think that's even more. It's not even about being good enough. No. But like, why do you think you're not worth the time, but that person is? Yeah. Even the time. Yeah. You know? Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I am sorry to my younger self for that because like, to be quite honest, I would have been good at stand up. You, you would <laughs> kill it. <laughs> I would have been. Yeah. I would have made everyone very audience. uncomfortable. I could see audience. Like you have, there's like a niche that you would fulfill and I could see, I could see you doing it now. Thanks. I can't, oh, so um, something that happens from time to time, I, I, and here's the thing, I can't say this happens often. It's, you know, people are like, oh my God, it happens all the time. And then like the truth is it was two or three times. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing that happened two or three times is the show <laughs> uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel came yeah. out and I've had two or three people, I think three uncomfortably tell me that they wanted to tell me to watch that show okay because they're like Like, i feel like you could relate nudge nudge (laughs) (laughs) tiffany but i feel uncomfortable watching that show because i can relate to elements of it you know yes anyway but also like just because your ex-husband does comedy maybe you should go do it and do it better (laughs) (laughs) well i feel like i was funnier when we were together than i I am now i think you're I think you're just as funny and funnier. That's nice. Well, I think it's one of those things where like, whatever. We I do think when we were together, we like sharpened each other's edges. Sure, yes. He's got other people sharpen his edges now, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't help myself. Um, but we did where, you know, he would like he I think he made me funnier and I. Yeah, I think totally. I made him funnier, to be completely yeah. honest. But that was the humor at the time. And now it is gone but I just want to say sorry Tiff <laughs> I think you say sorry Tiff and maybe there can be something to remedy no, that I can don't know. still happen now my funny bone is not you as know funny what? all of our followers here if you think Tiffany should go into comedy <laughs> they have no idea I have not even gotten to the half of the darkness yeah anyway that's, that's the something... good stuff the darkness is the, the darkness stuff. Yeah. yeah the darkness was really great in 2005 for that one song um <laughs> That's something I would apologize to myself for. Yeah. Just telling, you know, I would just say, Tiff, like, don't listen to the bullshit. Yeah. In your own head. Because nobody was telling me I couldn't. I told me I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry for that. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think another one for me would be just apologizing for my obsession about how I looked. Mm. Basically all of my life. I don't remember when it started, so it would have been probably more middle school, high school. But just thinking, like you need to look this way or you need to look that way or you're not, you're, I felt like I was always not skinny enough. And now when I look back on how thin I was, yeah, which we all have these moments where you're like, if I could just be, there's some meme that goes around where you're like, oh, that's saying, universal. Like, I think. Yeah. You're yeah. like, if I could just be as skinny as the time when I thought I was fat five years ago, that would be great. <laughs> when I think about how much time I have spent ruminating about mm-hmm. weight in my life currently, but thinking about all the years leading up to this I would just go back to Brittany in a more formative year and go if you can just stay confident and I apologize for making you feel like you need to be something that you're not or just like be okay with who you are currently and spend less time thinking about that and more time doing the things you want to do 
you know? Yeah. And I think too, like I apologize to myself for telling myself that I'm anything less than beautiful when if it was my best friend, yeah. all I can see is her beauty. Yeah. That's all you can see. Yeah. When you really love someone, that's all you can see. Yeah. And you might say there's things that we can improve upon. Sure. But but that's the worst you would say to your yeah. best friend. You you only see the beauty and we can't we, for some reason we don't talk to ourselves that way. Yeah. We we don't I don't now. Yeah. I don't talk to myself that way now, but I'm at least I think getting to a place where I want to be mindful of it and say to my friends, you would never in a million years say those things to me. Yes. And and not only would you not say it to me, you wouldn't think it about me. No. You no. don't think it about me. No. So don't think it about yourself. I agree. It's so good. It's really good. It's like, it's good, but it's but like, like how do you, it- yeah, you got to practice it somehow. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Sometimes I even like try to think about like my boyfriend now. I'm like, why did he thinks I'm perfect? Yeah. So why can't we look at ourselves that way? Yes. I know. I mean, Curtis and I fight about this because he, I tried to be better about not dogging on myself, but I have gone through things the last, there's been the last few years where I've just not been in the place I'd like to be, which I know I could say for the last decade, but like really not been in a good place I'd like to be health wise. And I think he's seen a increase in how negative I speak out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, that he's not used to. Like, I think I will think a lot of things, but I will just say it out loud. Yeah. And it, it affects him because he's mad at me because of yeah. the fact that, like, that's not what he sees and, like, why it, like, makes him mad that I would even say that out loud and say that about the person that he loves. That he loves. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you're insulting the person he that's loves. That's how he feels. Yeah. Insult. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah. I'm sorry, Brittany. I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> Oh, I felt that one. I yeah, think that, like, like I'm well like, enough over here. Like that one, I think that one's really powerful. Yeah. And I, in case you didn't know, my marriage ended. And <laughs> so many things come out of a situation like that. So many conversations and yeah. fights and arguments and betrayals and enlightenment as well. And something that came up during that was in my marriage, I was extremely physically insecure just with myself Mm -hmm. because I think part of me was always going I need to be enough I need to be perfect I need to be desirable so that I don't get left yeah he didn't not find me desirable because it was the same thing where he would say to me like don't talk about yourself that way don't respond that way and it had nothing to do with him leaving yeah (laughs) you know what I mean it's like that's not the thing that you think is what matters is not the thing that matters and not that I thought that was all that mattered, but he, in fact, used to say it was always it was always kind of funny. He would be like, he would look at like girls who graduated high school with or college with, and he'd be like, "Oof," he'd go, "Babe, you aged better than all of them." Like he would say <laughs> things like that all the time, and um, it was always kind of like funny and tongue in cheek. But he meant it. I really yeah. think for all of the issues in our relationship as it ended, um, I do think he thought. Yeah. I do think he thought I was beautiful. Yeah, I, I definitely And it agree. was never an issue that um, he made me feel anything other than beautiful. Mm-hmm. I made myself feel something yeah. other than beautiful. Oh, preach. And girl, let me tell you, a lesson I did learn when my marriage ended was I chose, partially because I do, I have gotten to a place where I love myself in a way that I didn't before, because somebody had to, mm-hmm. I chose to never talk about myself that way in front of my partner anymore. Yeah. I chose to and I don't. That's good. I do not talk about myself. And like if I feel a certain way about my body today or tomorrow or anything else, and I never want to be in a place where I'm like, listen, but also listen. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's a lesson I learned the fucking hard way. Yeah. Was not to talk about myself in that way. Because if you talk about yourself that way long enough, you might make someone else believe that about you too. Oh, I think When otherwise they wouldn't. Yeah. And he never believed that about me, but I did. And I talked about myself that way. And now in the relationship I'm in, I do not talk about myself negatively in front of him. Yeah. When it comes to my body or my appearance or how I'm feeling or anything. It's like one thing if I'm bloated because it's my period. Like whatever. But I don't walk around like being like, oh, I wish I could lose 10 pounds. I wish I could whatever. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I don't do it anymore. I need to take a lesson from you. That's yeah. good. I'm just kidding. I know. No, I, I own it. But it, I, just I think it. I learned it the hard way. Yeah. I think it's hard because for, I think for a long time I wouldn't, I go through phases where I will talk that way and then I won't talk about it at yeah. all. And, definitely and it's been one in a phase thing to say of, it to yourself. Yeah. I say no, it to myself. I know. Yeah. 
but to say it in front of someone else and I think it's the same thing and I don't I'm sure it's not this way with the kids but my mom struggled with things when I was growing up and she was open about it in front of me in a way that I wish she wasn't because it made me notice my own body a lot sooner yeah well and I feel like I've been very I think we're and I can't speak for Curtis but I think we're he he gets upset at me for just because it's me but then on top of that with the kids and I personally feel like I've I have the same upbringing and thinking Mm -hmm. about that so I've tried to be very aware of I don't think I've ever said anything like that around the kids yeah if I have it may have been like a one slip up it's not something I do consistently yeah but I think he's also feeling that because I think he thinks if I'm getting comfortable to say to him then it's like so when am I going to cross over to to them sure and I totally hear that and I don't I want to be that example because I feel that way too that like it was always about the body and what we looked like and right. what we ate and stuff so no I hear that and I right. think that's good people talk about self-love all the time right but like what does that mean in action yeah and I think self-love is loving yourself like you love your best friend yeah I really and I've already said this but I think like you never want to hear your best friend talk negatively about themselves like yeah. I never and it's one thing to vent and be honest and yeah. things like that yeah. but like if I hear one of my best friends like actually being mean to themselves yeah me being like Tiffany I'm like I'm yeah. fat and I'm not like joking around about it like fuck like I'm right ugly. off like I'm disgusting everything yeah. about that is wrong <laughs> and untrue yeah, yeah. it's wrong and it's yeah. untrue yeah and I think that that's the conversation we have to have with ourselves totally. so that we don't end up in a position where we're 33 years old and having to constantly apologize to our younger yeah. selves. Which brings me to a point, though. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I'm not a mom, mm-hmm. that the concept of apologizing to yourself would be helpful to teach children? Because we say, like, be nice, you know, yeah. be nice to yourself, love yourself. to yourself, yeah. But also, do you think there's any value in saying, you know what, if you screw up with something that you know in like your spirit or your soul or like your who you are like how that happened and how you handled it wasn't the right thing to do that sometimes you should apologize to yourself yeah I think it's a concept I honestly haven't thought about yeah I haven't either yeah because I think apologizing in general like I said earlier is like a big thing I think in our family at least it's important for me to show Mm -hmm. the kids that it's necessary and okay to apologize for your actions I think apologizing I I'm not really sure how I feel about it I think as long as it's being taught in a way as not like a dogging on yourself I guess there's a part of me that doesn't want it to feel like oh I'm so sorry because like I'm not worthy or like feeling Uh like apologizing is just a substitution for feeling bad about yourself Mm, so I think if if it's taught in the way that it's making having grace for yourself versus regret or versus you know like shame then I think there's nothing wrong with that yeah um I think apologizing does have some kind of connotation to it that is like oh you were so you were bad you did something wrong and it might not necessarily be wrong well I guess it could be wrong but just apologizing and having grace for someone or yourself having grace for yourself I think that's a I, maybe it's just it's semantic it is semantics it's yeah but choice. no I think it's important because this is a heady concept even for us yeah and I'm talking about like how do we teach our children yeah so even at our age it's like a tough thing to kind of wrap your head around so maybe it's just too big for a kid yeah. to even well I would I think understand. if I was gonna take what we're even talking about and implement it into my parenting I would use words like grace having grace for yourself as opposed to feeling like you need to apologize because I feel like the connotation of apologizing has more of a regret feel to it than like Mm. or it's like you're feeling for that person or and and that's just my background growing up well I think that's too like how we teach what apologizing is I think I think apologizing can also be like what we talked about at the very beginning is it's not necessarily right or wrong what should have been done but how it was handled Yes. I think lots of times that's what apologizing comes down to. It's like, it's not, you know, you get in a fight with somebody and whatever. It's not who's right and who's wrong. It's how do we talk to each other about it and how do we handle it with each other. Yeah. I think how we talk to ourselves can be extremely inappropriate and unkind and mean. Yeah. And things that if it was someone else, we would owe that person an apology. Yeah. I think it's teaching, maybe teaching kids from a young age about self-care. Yeah. um, And empowering them. Yeah. And... And that goes along with it is apologizing to yourself if you messed up. Like, it's okay. Be like, I'm sorry to myself. It, it is. It's very introspective. But I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think we should definitely be teaching our kids those types of things. It is very heady. I think it's hard to wrap yeah. around. 
But I think it's a great concept for sure. Yeah, I think it is too. I made like a whole list. Did you make a whole list? What, of things to talk about? Uh, No, of things to apologize apologize for yourself for? I did. I did start to make a list. Do we like want to just like rattle off our... our, Sure. Okay, well, I sat down and kind of made like a stream of consciousness list of all the things in that moment. I mean, this is like a 10 minute moment where I was like, if I could really think of like the bigger things that stand out to me, what are the things I would apologize to myself for? So I'm going to read them to you and later I'm going to spend some time with myself and think them through. Yeah. But um, I may repeat some of the things we've already talked about, but I'm just going to tell you. You ready for this? Go for it. I'm sorry to me for not having a growth mindset. I'm sorry to me for relying on another human being so intimately and wholly that I was in no place to take care of myself after abandonment. I'm sorry to myself for not taking care of my body when it was easier which is kind of the flip side of what we were talking about earlier. It's yeah. like you need to be kind to yourself in those moments. But also I I remember being like 26 or 27 and married and we got to this age and we were kind of sitting around looking at each other one night and we were like, we are getting way too old to not exercise. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you have nothing else going on, like, you could go do this. Exactly. Yeah. Like we're way too old to not care about this. Yeah. And I'm, I am sorry to my younger self for that. I'm sorry to myself for being... <laughs> so sentimental that for a long time I couldn't live in the present or even the future. I live a lot in the past. I'm sorry to me for my cynicism toward my family. I'm sorry for using credit cards. And again, what we talked about earlier, I'm sorry to myself for supporting others' creativity and not cultivating my own. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So there's many there that I also identify with, like we kind of talked about with the money stuff and even like the body stuff as well. Um, I mean, for me, some of the ones I wrote down are, um, I'm sorry for not going after my passions, both in school and in college. Um, I'm sorry for not pushing harder to get into dance growing up, which kind of pertains to the thing I just mentioned, but it's just something that dance and music for however old I get, I feel like it's just, it's in my bones. I don't know if it's cause I was raised in Africa and I just, I don't know. There's something in me that I feel like I was meant to do it at some point. And the older I get, the more I'm like, well, that ship has sailed, but we'll keep it in my body somehow. (laughs) I'm sorry for not understanding how to manage money and being in debt for most of my life so far, my adult life. I'm sorry for not listening to myself more when I was unhappy being a stay-at-home mom. I'm sorry for not listening to myself in general and just thinking I was not enough, which applies to a lot of life. And I'm sorry for giving into societal pressures as a girl and as a woman, which is its whole... A whole topic. Where do we begin? Where do we begin? You know what? It is March. We just had International Women's Day. We'll be talking about this more soon. So. Whew. So many. I didn't realize tears were going to come. You know, when I we know. talked about this topic, I was like, this is going to be good, easy to talk about, which it totally is. But I was not expecting, I don't know, we've talked about a lot of deep stuff. And there's, yeah. I think the things that have hit me, I I think I thought it would come at certain times and it doesn't. And then the times where it's unexpected, I'm like, Oh, 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 that's, okay, that's a oh, raw emotion. Oh, here it is. Okay, oh, all right. Okay. It's my, okay. oh dear, oh dear. Oh, dear. Um, okay, <laughs> tears are coming, tears are coming. <laughs> it gets real, real. The real, real. Yeah. It it did a little bit. It did. Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, I have even, like, I got to go home and expand my list because, like, <laughs> new things are coming to mind. Yes. I do, I think I have a lot of grace for myself, mm-hmm. but I think that that also means that I can personally become a little bit complacent because I'm so graceful. I'm like, so, yeah. girl, you fine. Yeah, totally. Where it's like, I want to continue showing myself grace, but I also don't want to be 10 years from now and need to look back on 33 and continue apologizing to myself totally. in such big ways. So good. You know yeah, I totally hear you. I hear so you. we got to be kind to ourselves and all these things, but it's like also I want to, for myself, nip these behaviors in the bud yeah. where I don't need to look back and go, Tiffany, you were so mean to yourself. Because we are, we are more than we think we are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I really wish I could go back to 24, 25-year-old Tiffany and be like, don't talk about yourself like that in front of other people. Yeah. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Tiffany. Yeah. And also, apologize to you for talking to you like yeah, that. I agree. You know? That's and such I a just, good example, yeah. I don't want to get older and continue. We're all, There's always going to be something. Yeah. We're always going to screw up even with ourselves. Yeah. I just don't. I, I want to have a little bit more self-awareness about those things. Yeah. No, I like what you just, the example you just gave. Because now <laughs> I feel like I can visualize it where I can be looking at myself in the mirror and being like, Brittany, you apologize to yourself for yeah. talking to yourself like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> Brittany. 
fuck right off. Yeah. <laughs> you stop being such a bitch. You, you stop it. <laughs> exactly. You are not welcome here. No, exactly. I really mean that, though. Yeah. Devil, get behind me. <laughs> <laughs> get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Whatever you are. Oh, this has been, this is therapeutic for me. It, me too, clearly. Clearly. And I, I mean, once, as always with you, just the tip of the iceberg, yeah. <laughs> but um, therapeutic. And I, I don't know. I, I want to. I want to be the person who doesn't have to apologize to myself as much as I feel like I've. I that's so as good. much as I need to today. Yeah, let's yeah. have less things to apologize to ourselves about Oof. in the future. Oh, whoo! And amen. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, I think that that takes us into. I think we, it does. We're wrapping it right up. We haven't done a top three in a couple of weeks. We haven't. It's been a couple of weeks um, because things have just been too deep to claw back out yeah um but let, let's let dive into some mm-hmm. people are dying Brittany <laughs> I know they are and I don't want to I'm gonna laugh it's just it's getting very extreme it is so extreme coronavirus is a thing and I hope that even a year from now we look back on this and we're like oh my god that was ridiculous yeah but right now it's like getting to a place where it's not ridiculous yeah it's it's bordering like I am somebody and I, I say this, and maybe probably people find it annoying, but I'm like, I grew up in Africa yeah. around some, like, some big-ass diseases, <laughs> like some real shit. Yeah. And so it takes a lot to freak me out. Yeah. And this is one that, like, for the last, what, two months, I've been kind of like, eh, okay, well, eh, whatever, you know? But you, today <sighs> feels a little bit like doomsday where I'm... It's my, like, the reckoning yeah. of the virus. Yeah, well, it's raining in L.A. It's dark and gloomy. It's freezing cold. They're shutting down all sports that are sports. Yeah. College level, pro levels, everything. They're saying they're going to shut down um, incoming flights to the U.S., like, travel into the yeah. U.S. Uh, so all these things matter, but, like, are these symptoms even as bad as, like, Mad Cow or uh, SARS or the bird flu? I don't think so. I don't think so. The symptoms n- are not. The symptoms, but yeah. it's more widespread and more confusing? It's, it's is that more, what it is? It sounds like it's more contagious or something about yeah. something about that. Because yeah. I, I watched some video of a guy who had it, and, like, it was on the news where he was describing the symptoms he had. And it sounds it sounds so not severe in some cases that I'm sure that's why people are freaking out because it's like, how do you figure out Even if it's flu it. or yeah. cold or whatever? I'm more afraid of our economy. I'm more that's afraid I'm of how about. it's going to affect things. You know, Business. the stock market is crashing hardcore. Yeah. Um, I'm getting vibes of 2008 uh, that make me go, ooh. But, I know. Um, I don't know. I'm. I also think in like a month from now, and this may sound super naive, but I feel like in a month or two from now, will people be going? Shouldn't have bought so much toilet paper. <laughs> feel like we were freaking out, and maybe the measures they're taking right now are going to help eradicate it, or at least slow it down. Uh, but I just think people people are very panicky in this day and age and i don't know why that is i think it's just like an overload of information um or as they say information overload whatever (laughs) Uh, yeah i don't find that helpful a lot of the times yeah i'm just saying i think we need to slow our roll i agree so basically the world is ending yeah but not just because of the coronavirus no what else the world is also ending because Bachelor Peter <laughs> oh. <laughs> proposed to one girl and in classic Bachelor fashion, mm-hmm. unproposed and got back with number two. Is this just the theme now? Is it's this the what's happening? It's the theme now. And finally, for once, though, Chris Harrison was correct. Yeah. That it was the most dramatic finale ever. I agree. It's pretty... Yeah. Like, in terms of the last, say, five years, 100%. I still think back to, did you ever watch Jason Mesnick's one with Oh, Molly? well, that was the beginning of the end for The Bachelor yeah. in terms of, like, they can just unpick. Oh, yeah, at this point, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the most dramatic That was ever. probably the most dramatic yeah. just because it was, like, oh, my God, on live television. On live, yeah. But I feel like, yeah, last night was right up there. They've with- never had a mom. Oh, Barb. Come on. Barb spoke her truth. She did. I both, I love it. I, I, I can't say I hate it. I, lo- I mostly just love it. But I love it. I 
feel for everybody involved. I feel for all of them. I feel for Barb. Yes, I do. I feel for Peter. Mm-hmm. I feel for Madison. Because, it, it, so here's the thing. There's no context for this if you didn't watch it. But Barb had met, Barb the Bachelor's mom, mm-hmm. had met Madison before. On Madison and Peter's very first date. Oh, yes, yes. They went about that. to Peter's parents' house. So they mm-hmm. met her and they loved her then. Yeah. So at the end of the season, when it's time for them to like get engaged, she had a big talk with Peter about her morals and her ethics and all these things about not having sex before she was married to her husband, whatever, and kept the family waiting, mm-hmm. Peter's family, for hours. Yeah. Barb did not take kindly to that whatsoever. The other girl involved, Hannah Ann, did mm-hmm. not do this to the family. Yeah. But multiple things. Madison is very bad at standing up for herself. I've never seen a poorer defense in my life. Convicted. Yeah. Yes. Everything you said, you're convicted. Yeah. She should have made valuable arguments. She yeah. said it should have said to his family, I, she never apologized. She did. She didn't. Speaking they said, of apologizing, she never apologized. It's too late to apologize, Maddie. It was too late. She should have apologized live in person when it happened, when she kept them waiting for so long. And then when her future, maybe mother-in-law says she didn't apologize, then you apologize. Apologize. She should have said, I'm so sorry I kept you waiting. That was not my intention. This is why it happened. Explain yourself. She didn't even do that. She was so defensive. You could see it on her face. And that's the part that's that's so hard. Because I know Barb was very, might we say, Barbie. Yeah. Like oh, some barbs coming out of barb. Good lord. Um, but it just it it was painful, and I know I'm sure it was edited in certain ways, but like I not I don't think it was misrepresentative I don't think so at either. all. So yeah, she girlfriend could have taken a chance, and she did not. And I mean, the only thing she said that people applauded her for was something about like she was herself through and through. And okay, fine, we that's like the what we all say in this day and age. We're like we are us, and we're being true to ourselves, and that's I fine. I am me, <laughs> and I I'm not trying to like downplay that, but I think it's okay. I think her only defense was I won't say anything negative about them, and yeah. By saying that, you're basically like throwing them under the bus because they're saying something negative about you. About you, yes. I don't know. And I don't think she had to say something bad about them. I just think she should have responded to what Barb was saying. She did not respond to what Barb said at all. Yeah. Huge fail on her part. And I think, well, as a whole, this is not the way you want to go into a relationship from Barb's end either. She was really aggressive. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a fan of um, such a, an overly involved mother or mother-in-law either. Yeah. It is your child's life and they have to live it. However, when you make uh, claims that are not unfounded, mm-hmm. you hope for a response to them. Yes. And Maddie gave none. Yeah. So yeah. that happened. Good luck, Peter. Yeah. That, that relationship is doomed. And that's what his mom said, too. Yeah. On it, national television. It's, it's like maybe they feel incentivized to prove everyone wrong. That will last for however many months, if that. Exactly. And, like, it's not a good foundation. Completely. And I, the last thing I'll say about that is even if you're not a fan of The Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise, this episode, at least the after the final rose part of the episode, which is the second hour, is worth watching. It was so good. There were amazing tweets and memes that came out of this uh, episode. But one of the best ones I saw was somebody who had this massive big screen TV took a piece of paper, like a like an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper and covered up Barb's face in the lower left corner. <laughs> and it made me really laugh because it, for one, perfectly fit. Yeah. It was and so hard two, not to watch her. Yeah. yeah. Well, you that's why they put it there because you couldn't not. It was the most interesting thing in the whole show. Um, all right. So that's number two. Go watch it. You must. Number three. In what the hell fast food news. Yeah. I mean, which this is, is thing- breaking news. It's very important. It's breaking news. <laughs> this morning I was driving and Brittany actually brought this to my attention, but I forgot because I was ups- like the crack acid on. <laughs> but um, Wendy's. Yes. In the midst of the chaos. Mm-hmm. Has there's started, light. There, <laughs> there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's Wendy's breakfast. Woo! Woo! Wendy's has created breakfast. <laughs> Here's the question, and I don't know if you know the answer. Is it all day, like McDonald's? I don't think so. Uh, um, mistake number one. Yes. I think I went, I, I frequent Wendy's. <laughs> 
quite frequently. You frequent it frequently? I do. I do. It's my kryptonite a little bit. Those spicy nuggets or that spicy chicken sandwich. I don't know. There's something about it. It's, it's heaven. Um, so I, I went, I haven't had the breakfast yet, but I saw that the hours, it looked like it's just the typical like 6 to 1030 right now and the... Uh-huh. Whatever the hours are like. Six to 10.30. Who's up at 10.30? <laughs> Just kidding. Living that freelance life or yeah, that I, uh, work I from home that, yeah, life. <laughs> I miss that freelance life. Today, two days this week, I've been up before six. It's yeah. too early. Yeah, it is too early. Especially for a person with no children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's too early for me. Yeah. And uh, you don't have kids. <laughs> I know. And I haven't had a nap today. And I doubled today. Did I tell you that? I, I did you two workouts. two workouts? Oh, good I know. for you. No big deal. Just burning <laughs> off the champagne. Uh, anyway, it's exciting. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, that's your fast food news for the week. <laughs> and they said there's like a honey biscuit. Can't be there mad about that. There is some kind of honey biscuit thing. I read that as well. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for to continue to fulfill my spicy chicken fantasies. Maybe like a biscuit with spicy chicken on it. But that hasn't happened yet. So I Wendy's. Feel- I know you're listening, so get on that. Brittany, like <laughs> spicy chicken fantasies would be like a really great title for like a chiclet book. I, I, I'm here spicy for it. Spicy chicken fantasies. Okay, second project. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany's chiclet. <laughs> I just kind of love, love it. I do too. Um, So if you try the honey biscuit before we do, let us know what you think. Yeah. We're genuinely interested. Yeah, I am. <sighs> okay, well, this is so fun. Th- always. This always. was the top three for this week. We it hope was. you enjoyed. By the time this airs next week, you will have all tried the Wendy's, biscuit. Yes. We will all have coronavirus. I was going to say, who knows where we will be a week from now. So you'll either be listening to this and be like, they they wow. spoke too soon. Exactly. Or m- maybe we're all fine. Yeah, that's how time works. It's confusing. Things yeah. happen and some things don't. Totally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when this comes, wait, what's the date today? It'll be... Oh, it'll already be past. I was thinking, would it be um, St. Patrick's Day? But but no. Ooh, but that is soon. But it'll be close. So also, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, happy... Oh, wow. 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 Yeah, that'll be the day before this comes out. Yeah. Um, So on that note, have a Guinness for us. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we're everybody's um, hangover talk. Yeah. Feel better. Feel better. Take some Advil. Happy St. Patrick's Day, belated. Drink some water. And we love you. Get a shamrock shake. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of fast food, we do love you. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Brittany. See you next week. Bye. Bye.